Everybody knows who Stuart Copeland is. Uh, he's got a brand new project out. Let's welcome him back to The Blend. Stuart, welcome back, my friend. Ah, oh, shucks. Great to be back amongst you. <laughs> With all the problems that we had today, uh, kind of reconnecting, it's good that technology finally paid off. Yes, our friend. <laughs> right. So, No matter how much we curse its name when it lets us down, here we are using it. Sometimes I just want to pull my hair out with all this new technology. Why can't we just go back to analog? Because that was worse. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, was it? Because analog has no undo. Well, that's true. Just like your new band, okay? You can't undo the band. You've started it now. You've got a brand new CD coming out, brand new music coming out. That has got to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, this rock and roll thing came and grabbed me by the scruff of the neck. There I was, Mr. Fancy. I think the last time we talked, I was Mr. Fancy uh, orchestral composer dude playing with the big symphonies across the land. Now, rock and roll came and dragged me back. I was going to ask about that. How do you go from opera back to a rock band and not go into convulsions? Well, um, you see, I do still enjoy my rock and roll. And uh, for the last 10 years or so, I've been going down to Italy and uh, just quietly just playing shows there with no agenda, no product, no promotion, no career advancement, uh, just to play those open air shows in Italy. Mm. And we play under the name of Gizmo. But uh, one day I got a call uh, saying, hey, look, there's a record company that uh, wants to make a record of this stuff. So. That's where it all started. That was the beginning of the slippery slope, folks. Um, but next thing I knew, I'm in a studio with Adrian Ballou and Mark King and my usual companion over there, uh, Vittorio Cosma, my, uh, my co-conspirator. Um, and we just cut this album. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. We were just having too much fun. I mean, they came in thinking they were doing sessions. Ha, 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 ha. I fooled them. Once they were in there, I mean, Adrian thought he was going to lay down a couple tracks on the Stewart project. But by the time uh, a couple of days had gone by, it's not a Stewart project. It's an Adrian project and a Mark project. And it turned into a band right then and there before our eyes, which was kind of my plan all along. Now, I'd like to say, as most Americans, we would say Milan, but it's Milan. I like to say it's Milan. Milan. Okay. Well, if you're fancy, if you're buying clothes, it's Milan. Well, you are pretty fancy. Well, the, the, in, when you're in there in Milan, it's not Milanese. Now, with this, this is a pretty eclectic group of musicians that you put together. You got Level 42 in there. You've got, uh, was it King Crimson and uh, David Bowie? And you're Clark Kent. I made sure the second I said Clark Kent online, people started to Google that. Oh, really? Very obscure. Actually, Clark Kent is the first time that the three blonde heads... Uh, were ever on national TV as the Clark Kent band. I that's, on, that's, that's on YouTube. You can, you can YouTube that. Now, I had posted out that that's what I heard when I first heard your, the first track uh, from Gizmo, that I heard Clark Kent, I heard Frank Zappa, and I'm going to throw in a little Elvis Costello in there. Oh, come on. What about Barry White? <laughs> Don't you hear a little Barry White in there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, you've got that Barry White sound with your voice. Yeah, who loves it, baby? Now, I would like to ask, every drummer that I've ever met in my life always wanted to be the singer. Now, you're a singer. 
all of a sudden. You so you come from they're behind right. the kit. So why is they're that? Right. And I can confirm their deepest suspicions <laughs> that those other guys in the band who are getting paid just as much ever notice how at the end of a day's rehearsal they haven't like changed their t-shirt once. <laughs> Okay, all you drummers out there, I can confirm your darkest suspicions. That's hardly working. Those guys are just standing there wiggling their fingers. And um, it's a lot easier just physically than drumming, chopping wood all day. That's for darn sure. And the pose is better, too. You get to strike the guitar poses, do the guitar face. That's right. Uh, especially when you got somebody like Adrian standing next to you to play the actual cool guitar parts, to just hit the power chords and do the guitar face, man. I'm telling you, that's a much better gig. <laughs> Plus, with all the cell phones out there, you're in all the pictures now. Well, the drummer's in the pictures anyway. Because even though they're taking a picture of the sexy singer, the sexy singer is usually in the center of the stage, and guess who's right behind him? Working, <laughs> chopping wood, sweating, <laughs> but always in the shot. That's true. Is it scary to be the front man now? No, it's a lot of fun. Um, I have so much to say. Uh it's just Boulder Dash, and Boulder Dash is the easy part of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Actually banging on drums and hitting those changes and the physical exertion of that and the tricky music stuff, okay, you got to practice a little to figure that out. But the front man part, that's the fun, easy part. That's just Boulder Dash. You just get up there and, hey, everybody, take it or leave it. <laughs> right. You know, you that's, get, that's the fun part. Right. You get to say, hello, Milan, and to everyone that's right. else. Well, like my good buddy Stingo can say how y'all doing in about 40 languages by now. <laughs> so what does he think? Talking about Sting and the police, what do your former bandmates think? Well, I haven't heard from, from Andy, but uh, from Sting, I just got one word, speechless. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, I did these uh, podcast things, a uh, uh, Facebook kind of deal where uh, I went down and played some guitar and sang on a mic, Yeah, you know, kind of unplugged with Adrian. Yeah. And, uh, and I sent him a clip of that. That's something that he doesn't see every day. But he's, he's, all, he's always been real supportive. He, you know, he, he gets it. He, he gets me. As long as we're not playing together, he gets me. Right. And I certainly understand that. And I was going to ask, since the two of you together, it's almost like a sibling rivalry, almost a, a sibling relationship. Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah. A sibling, yeah. The rivalry, not so much. I mean, uh, you know... Like, I'm going to be rivals. God, I got this couple, you know, I'm, but I'm catching up. Gosh, yeah, I am going to be a rival. Damn it, I'm on the mic. I'm catching up, Stingo. That's right. And then you may have to take a couple of songs that you wrote or got involved with the police and take it on tour with Gizmo. I was, well, I, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'll take some of the songs that I wrote and play them out there. Hey, when you were playing uh, up on Facebook Live, uh, Bombs Away, I loved it. The reaction to what technology does now uh, before you came on, you were doing like 10 concerts in one Facebook Live video. I played to like two stadiums. Yeah. I thought I was just going to some little studio and uh, play a couple songs, you know, online. A couple people, uh, you know, might tune in. But dang, that was serious. That was a serious show. And it will it's up there forever. On top of that, yeah. good, bad, or indifferent, it's up there forever. You don't get to look pretty yep. like in the Every Breath You Take video or anything. It's up there. Yeah. Yeah, and I had to figure out how to do that. You know, singing and playing guitar, it's real easy physically, but it's a little tricky. I had to figure that out. 
<laughs> well, you don't That's actually have hey, so, I, so, I, so I, nobody could tell that I'm looking at my fingers on the frets. Well, I, I think you could tell. Just make sure that it's plugged in. You could look good without the guitar plugged in. I'm just saying. Probably easier. How many bands have done that? Quite a few. If you've watched The Stones, you wouldn't know if any of them were playing. Uh, no, I think they're. I think they're the real thing. I'm just saying. You know, you could. You could go out there, look good up on video on the jumbo screen, and just be gizmo with everybody. Well, we got serious players in the band, so I think they'd rather actually just play it rather than mime it. Now, did you think of uh, with with Mark King? Everybody knows his voice, level forty two. Uh, yeah. Did it cross your mind to have him lead sing, or is this really just a Stewart yeah. project, and it just kind of ended up this way? Well, Adrian as well is a real good singer. Yeah. And we'd, um, you know, the, the the format is that I had all these songs in the cookie jar. Yep. And I'd pull out the next song, okay, and we'd chew on it for twenty minutes. Okay, here's the verse, here's the chorus, and then uh, then we do kind of a guitar solo thing, and then you know we chew on it. We figure out it's E, then D, and then A, and Pretty much that's it, E, D, and A, and G, you know. Yep, yep. But, uh, of course, Adrian and Mark would start chewing on that and turning it into something. Okay, let's go play it. And we'd do like a take. Uh, kind of all over the place. One more take, and then maybe a third take before our short attention spans uh, mm, would yep. make us say, okay, let's choose one. Yep. Usually the second take. Yep. Um, and move on and start doing it. So we do the take. we got the track. Okay, let's put down a guide vocal. Here's the way the song goes. And I get on the mic. And I sing the song. I come back. Okay, Adrian, you're up. And they're all looking at me. saying, no, 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 no. That's the vocal. That's the way the vocal's got to be. Right. And so what they did though is they'd come in on the choruses, the, the honest singing parts. You yep. know, the in tune yep. parts. Um, we got the real singers on the mic. But I tell the story in the verses. I like this. I like the whole concept of the four of you, the new supergroup. You really are the latest version of real supergroups. Well, if you saw some of those sessions there, you've probably heard us say it, that, you know, really what brought us together was to be in Italy in the summer yep. under the sky with the Italian food. The, you know, the, the agenda was pasta. And so really you want to call us a super group, but really we are in fact a supper group. <laughs> That's funny. All right. That was, that was priceless. That was really good. Now, I don't know who... Um, Vittoria is Vittorio. I'm sorry. Weapon. He is our secret. Rep. He's huge in Italy. Like that makes a big difference in Chicago. But right. he's huge in Italy. He's a he's a very uh, established conductor, oh. composer, film guy. He has his, his studios, which are which are called the Cosmodrome. Ah. Get it? Uh, which is part of where our, our band name comes from. Uh, and he's a major force over there. Um, and our keyboard player, he's kind of a secret weapon. You know, I, I just got off the phone with an Italian magazine. I didn't have to tell him who Vittorio was. Right. Yep. Um, but the rest of the world, I mean, he's right up there with uh, the rest of us in terms of his, his musicality. Well, it's good to know. I, I started to look into him, and I just went, wow, what an eclectic group. So how excited are you? I mean, you put this album together really fast in two weeks. I heard like two weeks, maybe less, maybe three. It was two two-week sessions over two summers where we just, we just had so much fun doing it. That's where it became a band. Look, we've got to do more of this. This is, this is fun and easy. This, this just rolls right off the, the tongue here, you know. And so, yeah, a two, two ten-day sessions, two, two week or ten days. And then you put it together and you said, look, we're done. Let's just release it. 
Yeah. Just a jump well, we in faith? Actually, we did play with the studio, the latest studio technology, yeah. of course, because the studio itself is an instrument. But a big deal about it was that these tracks, uh-huh. what you're listening to, is four guys in a room together, not mailing things across through the internet or anything like that. We're in a room looking at each other, egging each other on. Yep. Yep. And uh, it gets a little crazy in there. But that's how you get a really blazing performance. Now, from the video that I saw of the four of you, or really just the two of you and you yourself, it looks like you're having the time of your life. Yeah, like I say, that guitar thing's easy. <laughs> you get the strength of And by the way, it's going to be a wall of martial amplification on the stage. Right. It's going to be monstrous. Now, why didn't you pick up the bass? Just, you know, just to give Sting just one little rip. I didn't. I picked up the guitar. Yeah. Six strings, all six of them. Count them. Uh, okay, okay, okay. They're only little, little wussy little strings, yeah, but there's true. six of them. That's true. It's true. Now, I brought up a little bit uh, earlier about sibling rivalry. What, is your, what does your brother think of this? Him being involved with the original band years and years and uh, years ago. Did he just roll his eyes when you talked about this? Or does he, has he even heard it yet? I don't know that he's even heard it yet. So what do you think his reaction might be? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, he's always got advice one way or the other. Now we're talking about Miles. I haven't heard, I haven't heard that much of him. You know, we kind of fell out a little bit after the, you know, the, uh, the, during, because of the reunion tour. Yeah. Well, but, but siblings are siblings. I fight with my brothers till, you know, I don't, I might go years and I don't talk to him. I see him and then we go at it again and for whatever reason. So yeah, you being the youngest of three, uh, Ian uh, passing some years ago, and that always pulls on any siblings, you know, your heartstrings. And I was just kind of curious on what Miles before. thought. Before we have a sister. Yeah. Who, since she wasn't in rock and roll, kind yeah. of gets uh, short shrift. Yep. But she's real happy to not, you know, she, she's fine. <laughs> right. But there's four of us. So she just kind of shakes her head like the three of you, you guys, when she was younger, just like, just work it out. That's right. So with each one somewhat being involved in, in this rock and roll world, how did you end up playing drums and getting into this world and maybe the others didn't? Well, I ended up playing drums because the others didn't. You know, my daddy was a jazz musician, oh, yeah. among other things. Um, and uh, he kind of filled the house with instruments, hoping that his kids would pick them up and yep. play on them. Yep. None of them did until the fourth child came along and displaying that unmistakable trait in a budding musician. Right. You know, you, you know, most, most kids, you know, you say, it's time for your, your violin practice now. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not a musician. But if it's, it's time for you to shut up for just a minute, could you please? Okay, now you know that you have a musician in the family. Mm. And so the fourth child displayed this trait. Uh, all the instruments lying around, I soon broke them. Uh, and would not shut up. So he had me in lessons pretty, pretty early. <laughs> Boy, it sounds like my childhood. It's funny how that works. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of seven. So. Oh, really? In yeah. what position? I'm number four. I'm the middle. And there's a set of twins 11 months younger than me. So. Wow. That is some middle childitis there. You are smack dab in the middle. That's right. And just by chance for my oldest sister and my I, youngest I, I, brother. By the way, uh, Steve, I think that explains a lot. It does. I think your listeners know what I'm talking about. It really does. And if you talk to anybody in my family, they would say it explains everything and what's wrong with him and why he ended up where what I do for a living. So Yeah. 
So I was going to ask, with with all of that, with all the sibling stuff, there was one trait that, first of all, I'd have to say the police is probably my all-time favorite band. And, uh, shucks. and there were rumors that you were going to play with my other all-time favorite band. And I just kind of looked this up just to verify you had a chance. And lawsuits aside, you had a chance to play with uh, some of the members of The Doors years and years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I did. I did do that. And with it that... I, it was very short-lived. Yeah. Because never or certainly rarely... Has a drummer and band been so mismatched? Um, <laughs> fandom of a band doesn't necessarily make you the right guy for the band, and um, you know it was a, it was a tragedy, really, because th- there was I having so much fun playing those those door songs that I grew up with, but I ain't no John Densmore. Right. I'm. Uh, I don't. they the effect of that band. It has kind of a trance thing. I don't so much do trance, more yeah. like frenzy. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a mismatch, very short-lived. But, uh, boy, that was amazing. Like the first rehearsal, you go over there and be hearing that keyboard sound and that guitar sound, and, and the singer they got sounded just like, you know, I thought I was tripping, man. I would think so. That Just the idea of... You playing, I would consider you, for me, the, one of the top five drummers of all time. So that's oh, where that's I kind of put you, listening to you playing everything that you do. And there was a little fact, um, the last time that we, we looked, uh, or at least spoke, I looked into this. And I thought, you know, you're playing, and it just reminded me of other people that were left-handed but play right-handed. Yeah, well, you see, in music, both hands are working. Not for guitars. I don't see, you know, we've already proven guitars don't use work really that well, hard. Well, fancy stuff in a, in a normal guitar playing, the fancy stuff happens with your left hand. Yeah, it's true. The string, your right hand's got a relatively easy job just picking six strings. Yeah. Just count all those frets the left hand has to deal with. So I thought to myself. Left handed and right with, with uh, guitar, okay. Jimmy turned his guitar upside down. Yeah. Uh, and got a weird result, which is cool. Uh, but for drummers to they're left-handed is crazy. Don't do it, kids. Play what you got. Play what's on the stage. Plug and play. So I thought you being left-handed, and Ringo Starr being another famous left-handed drummer, or I should just say left-handed, not a left-handed drummer. That doesn't make any sense. And even uh, Phil Collins. So I thought being left-handed, did that change your sound of being a drummer, per se? I don't think so. I think other things changed it. I think growing up in the Middle East with Arabs yeah. and Arabic music might have changed it. But which hand you use, um, it might, you know, like the Hendrix turning his guitar upside down means that when he picks it up, something slightly different is going to happen because right. you hit a chord and it it goes the other way, you know, from low to high or high to low. And so, yeah, I guess there's tiny little differences, but I think your fundamental nature is where the true identity lies. Because hey, I was going to ask about your guitar playing. Why didn't you pick up and play left-handed? Well, left-handed people also are generally pretty ambidextrous. You have to be. It's a right-handed world. Yeah, that's true. And it just never crossed my mind. I mean, like I say, both hands are working. And maybe, in fact, now that we're talking about it, it occurs to me uh, that my guitar playing is all about the left hand, is stopping the strings and the way you... you, you, you hold the chord and which strings are dead and which strings are ringing, all that stuff. And all that all happens on the left hand. Left hand is more important hand when it comes to guitar playing. And I can say this with authority now that I am in fact 
a guitarist. <laughs> but you played so many instruments. Well, I, I'm capable of speaking with a similar authority on the trombone, on which I can get three or four notes. What about kazoo? How are you in kazoo? Like I'm an all kazoo band. I had a hit with kazoo. I rule on kazoo. <laughs> I would have made the Playboy musicians list number one kazooist. <laughs> So, September 15th, it is the release of Gizmodrome, their brand new CD. I am looking so forward to that music. I'm really excited, and I don't get excited about too much of anything when people release music. Well, there's a lot of it getting released, I guess. So, you've got uh, gizmodrome.com, so everybody could follow you on Facebook and on Twitter. And I hope you're going to be able to do some Facebook Live. Now, I'm going to have you do some Facebook Live uh, with us, with the entire band. So later on, if you guys do, I'm sure you guys got some big party in Milan with the release, correct? Uh, Well, no, we're all going to party separately here. We already partied in Milan. It's the record. (laughs) Right. It's going to be fun. Stuart, always a pleasure to have you on. I know that you've got a lot of promoting to do in the next couple of weeks. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll have you back on the blend anytime you want. Yeah, well, look, best wishes to you all over where you broadcast, but specifically in your place over there in Chicago. I can't wait. I hope you guys tour the States. I hope right. that happens. Bye, I know. All right, thanks, Stuart.